evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside, bewitch seance. Episode, sit and play. dropping in on the waxing gibbous after a cosmic novella from the lunar eclipse to the solar eclipse into the week of the summer solstice as the moon grows into her fullness presenting us with the longest days of the year celebrating midsummer around a bonfire with song and dance with jamming after such an intense energetic ass kicking i am ready to celebrate dionysus and go into the fullness of playing removing the remnants of the sediment that is trying to hibernate in all of my little nooks and crannies and crevices until I twerk that shit all night Uh, 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 uh. twerk that booty twerk twerk that booty booty twerk Mm, 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 mm. I can't fucking wait to get to the palace (laughs) this week's piece titled Nymph Iluna on the Bewitched Seance Instagram page. Teleports me back to the night where I found myself in the middle of Sumatra with this group of magical bitches tucked away in the jungle, sipping on delicious mushroom tea while I'm bathing in this waterfall, looking up at the fullness of the moon straight up like that bitch right now I could not fathom that this was something that I was physically experiencing it was one of the first images that drew itself as soon as the world shut the fuck down It comes back as a reminder to this potency that was created with the dynamic of all of these individuals in one contained space. The ability to flow, the ability to grow, the way that we are rooted to one another through systems that we cannot begin to comprehend the reverence that exists in nature that allows us to have the next breath and how the breath is so grounding as well as dissolving of the notions physical spaces that we deem as here and now and real dissipate before you 
in the same way that water flows into whatever shape it needs to be in that moment. I'm observing this as I can feel how with my breathing I can feel the confines of this body wrapped in skin simultaneously being a part of that waterfall and the systems that interweave into it. I was mesmerized by the reverence of the moon humbly acknowledging one another as I saw this beautifully jeweled tiara adorned with a rabbit. She looked like a majestic queen. And after a while, I noticed my own mushy fingers, so I carried my water nymph moon ceremony to a space where I could dance all of that process. That's where the twerking happens, you know? And in those pockets of bliss that exist in all of their creative perfection felt like a preparation to be able to hold on to, look back on, and piece together like the most intuitive of puzzles. Was this treasure of a memory to hold on to because my body knew that once we stepped outside of that rainforest, nothing would ever be the same again. That pocket of bliss was such an anchor during the most intense to date winter death party of 2020. Yeah, as mentioned in episode 9, and the recognition that every action we are constantly making moves that transition because change is inevitable. Most times we're unaware of how profound that transformation is going to be. It seems that the whole of the natural world is on board with the acceptance of that part of life. Humans, on the other hand, want to resist it time and time again, which is probably why we come back. If we just let ourselves turn into mush, like Heimlich in a bug's life, I think we'd be pleasantly surprised. And caterpillars know what's up as they're building their little chrysalis and then boom, they turn into a slushy. Probably think, well, that was a good run and that was all of it. And then they hear Bruce Lee, be water, my friend. And bam, those bitches get wings. It seems the places we return to are always the ones courage needs to remember in order to wake up and cry, laugh another day, in order to 
breathe through the inevitable pain every body must endure to find its ultimate strength. Holding on to one another, flickering between transient reels of life, reminding our bones, reminding our souls of songs that allow us to rejoice, electrifying weirdness of magic we conjure when our bodies dance to one another, gives reason to return again and again. That's right, bitch. Mm-hmm. You can get an amen and a hallelujah. What I've noticed in these returning to deep death parties is the allies that walk beside me love and eventually at some point hope joins on the pilgrimage and there's a shift that happens literally in the lens Mm -hmm. yeah it is brighter hope is the ingredient necessary for this elixir to allow you to carry on hope helps you find the stamina the storages of energy that you contain within you in order to reach the next mountain and where i come to a lot of the time is like yeah but what the fuck for and then I come out and hang out with the Jeremy's and Abuela Castaña. And I'm like, who the fuck knows what for other than for the co-creation of what we thrive, grow, and live in. The hope of life. The hope of the next. The hope of the continuation. The evolution of experimenting and exploring without the desperation to escape. And it seems to me that one can only really feel that the closer you get to the earth, to nature outside, to the wildness of life. There's a storm a-coming. I can hear the thunder yonder. Might have to move this inside. And we see these lightning storms cracking on a universal, global scale. There's this need to break through and a lot of things that are breaking right now is our ability to comprehend how any of this is hodgepodge in itself together it's hard to hold on to the hope when you see everything has cracks and life is desperately trying to breathe out of these but the concrete keeps it suffocated from saying I can't continue living, breathing, experiencing 
in the way that these systems have me, have us, have her. I can't and I won't. But for all of the bitches out there who know what it's like to deconstruct anything, that opens up a whole other spiral. Winter Death Party 2020! <laughs> That's what's up, little bitches! So, as we all continue playing this mental hacky sack balancing act, remember you are totally alone alongside all those experiencing their aloneness so it is and it's not right it's the drop in the ocean you are the drop but you are also the ocean because regardless if this is an infinite journey of the self there's always someone in front behind alongside i don't know if that's more terrifying than comforting, but I find terrifying comfort to be quite soothing. You're never alone in this weird infinity spiral. The deep rumbling in the sky might take us inside, and as we pull along the energy of terrifying comfort, I asked Tarot to join us as we open. May we be reminded of to keep close to our hearts with an open mind. May we keep the Knave of Pentacles close to our hearts with an open mind. The Knave of Pentacles, the scribe of commerce, transactions, proposals, brilliant ideas. Jeremy, hello. Did you want to say hi? I wasn't expecting you on my arm. I didn't mean to blow you off so quickly. You're welcome to stay. Yeah, you too. Yeah, it looks like that bitch is processing some shit. <sighs> All the jammies are coming out with a storm. Allowing the rain to move us from Abuela Castaña into the bitch cottage as we keep the windows wide open. <laughs> Still connected to the electric outside.
And the magic of hearing another bitch's story is the allowance for the preconceived notion you had in your head to change. And patiently listening seems to be the only way to really have a better understanding of why someone is where they are. Why do you find yourself in this state? From the physical to the mental to the spiritual. I'm not sure what the statistics are on when one starts feeling suffocated by the world. That sensation started for me at about seven which was a couple years after being relocated from the comfort of my abuelos, my grandparents' house in Mexico City to the outskirts of East Loves in some shitty-ass apartment always on the border of the next city over. All of these spaces always felt more like storage units instead of homes, but you best believe I brought my magical, glimmering SoCal sun to help me find the rays cracking in between those half-broken window blinds hitting the cardboard boxes of what I transformed into Ariel's ghetto grotto, even though we were still all drowning in fucking toxic currents, it didn't matter. There were rooms in this glorified shipwreck, all stacked to the ceilings with gadgets and gizmos and shit. Play became my coping mechanism, evolving into what was the costume of theater for my inner exploration and eventually, through meditation, the discernment of play an escape which I still find such a fucking fine line to balance. So before I found theater, my windows opened to mermaid coves, spaceships, pirate raids, superheroes, and worlds I knew to be possible because I could dream them so vividly. And like all bitch babies, at some point, my tiny hand in my tiny mouth isn't going to suffice to cope anymore. And I'm going to start crying until something changes. I couldn't change where I was living, so I had to change the game of this oceanic cave of wonders more into how do I remove myself from this if I'm a vampire and I use it like a coffin where I come to process, then I can go outside and play and get lost in the world of theater and the world of characters and the world of moving all of the things that I don't feel I can move in what is supposed to be a safe space, aka a home, aka my new Dracula coffin. I do like the comfort of a tiny space. This is where it comes from. Huge on tiny houses. Staying in my Dracula's coffin is part of the fucked up system. And depending where on the spectrum you fall, 
something as basic and human as the maintenance of body, mind, and spirit, which is the self-care of a human, this body, this vessel, the only reason why you're fucking here breathing is no longer a right. It is a privilege. We are told, and it is enforced through action, that in order to have the spas, retreats, workshops, organic food, da-da-da-da-da, you have to be the one making the money and having the time and the resources in order to have these things, in order to be quote-unquote healthy. But it doesn't matter how much you strive for health in a sick system, you're never going to achieve it because the foundation is fucked. That's also the beautiful part about something being broken. When you start doing the work, you begin to find ways not only to mend it, but knowing that you have to break it all apart in order to restructure it where the foundation won't be faulty. It's gonna be a fucking sturdy one, like this storm coming. <laughs> As mentioned in episode two and the preview of Ghetto to Garden, this ongoing necessary movement to survive came to an abrupt halt when I could no longer keep up with the own motions of my life. Meditation brought everything to an uncomfortable, necessary stop. I'd lost everything, so stillness in the desert was the next step before deciding now what the fuck. Winter Death Party 2020! Brought on all of these memories and images, not with the magic that I carried as a child, but with the curtain of the glitter that I was trying to cover up all of the shit that I was living in, versus feeling it, moving through it. I saw how I needed to find ways to play through it because it was so absolutely overwhelming. And now having a place where everything has literally come to a stop has presented the space to actually process that shit. And it was absolutely paralyzing when I stopped maintaining my body, my mind, and my spirit, it became something that I felt I could not handle. And I found myself going back into habits where I just wanted to play, I didn't want to sit, I didn't want to feel it, I just wanted to play through it to the point where I exhausted myself like the puppy just going round and round and round and eventually the surrender 
of giving myself the time and the space and the dedication. Jonathan from episode 11 serves as a reminder of gratitude for the foundational things that a lot of us don't simply just have. And I've come to see how important the ability of not just a family that loves you, but listens to you. Somewhere that you can call home, where you can be your most authentic, raw self. And somewhere that is nourishing you with good food. Those three, the same that you can find at a Vipassana center, allow you to really dive deeply into the work. And for Jonathan, for any other wanderers, everywhere from Skid Row to the bridges right outside of French Quarter, New Orleans. As Gandalf reminds Frodo, not all those who wander are lost. The ability to remember the only difference between our situations and our circumstances is that I have three components that can be taken away at any moment that will easily begin to test my own mental strength and stability. It does not take much for a human to feel beaten, drowned by life. The anchoring bit is that the costumes we wear are as endless as the imagination because the only role we play is human. The fullness of life acknowledges all of it. We simply weren't given the tools to process shit. And I hope that when we encounter one another, regardless of where we are on our own personal journey, we can do our fucking best to meet one another with love and remind the other, you are seen, you are here, you are listened to, and you are loved. Because this shit is not easy. At any point, life can choose to deal you a whole new set of cards. Oh, that moon though. Thank you to all the wanderers, the spiral finders, black hole adventurers, into the spaces that we only understand to be extremely fickle and must be handled with 
the utmost of care. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Yeah. And for all the times that I will return, I hope to continue choosing unfiltered sensation over sugar-coated numbness and find patience in experiential process for what has to be revealed and healed. Finding my breath, finding the courage to keep moving through it. Remarrying myself into life, the discipline of commitment to self-care is paramount. Stepping into this new season of the solstice, finding the balance as I rededicate myself to the maintenance of body, spirit, and mind with the allowance of playing and getting lost in the dreamscapes while remembering at some point in time to sit and process that shit with breath. Reminding ourselves if there's ever a time where we feel that we are not in the space to hold somebody else, there are resources there are numbers, there are centers for someone to be held. Play with your wildfire in ways only you know how to hone. And bookmark. At the bottom of that episode, under web of spells, you will find all the puzzle pieces, breadcrumbs for this seance. Spiral further into your weird for our magic moon days. Parte dos of sit and play, welcoming other witches and wizards as we ask them, how do you find balance in your stillness and movement? Until that non-existent point in time when we meet again in whatever form. <laughs> Stay fucking weird, bitches.